Brain Candy Podcast. This is Susie Meister, and I'm here with the lovely and talented Sarah Rice. Hey, that's oh, lovely and talented. Well, you I are. I like both of those words. You are that. Thanks. You're that too. It's episode 99, and we have a great show today, and Sarah has brought back an old friend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's our good friend, the Sandboard. How's it sounding? Oh, I feel like we haven't been using this... Uh... As much as I should, and and who doesn't like it was a good little, you know, magical soundboard. <laughs> I'm so glad your best friend is back in business. I know. Um, I should put my headphones in so I can hear it. Right. It is kind of funny to make the noises and then not have you respond with, uh, you know. All right. I I'll, can do anything. I'll be listening What in. if I just did the pee noise? <gasps> Where was this during our golden showers episode? What is it? Here. Let me, let me hear it. Oh, my God. I mean, we could have spent the entire time talking about Donald Trump with you know, just that noise in the background, and it would have been great. We missed a golden opportunity. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're on fire. The soundboard is back. This is so great. And it's really the perfect episode for that. Episode 99, we're talking about leisure. Leisure. You know, like, not necessarily the sports part, but the leisure part. Yeah. I just say that because it's on the Trivial Pursuit game, you know, sports and leisure. It's always a question together. Right. And I'm always so thankful whenever it's the leisure (laughs) Right. Instead of the... uh... Touchdown! Sports bar. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, yes. And we decided to do this topic because we've been getting kind of serious lately. A lot of political stuff and the activism. And then we're like, you know what? And this is something I said to you off the air. Whenever you are stressed or, in my case, upset about um, politics and things, it's so important to remember, like, the arts... Yeah. And things that refresh you and inspire you. And it's not a waste of time. And I think there's also something that comes with this time of year, like when spring starts to roll around. And maybe some people are like, oh, well, Groundhog's Day, two more weeks of winter, or however many, six more, I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, you know, but as soon as the sun starts to come out, I like to, f- I get really inspired to find other things to do. On a Saturday or on a, you know, I don't know, whatever the heck day of the week you don't have work. Yeah. And then Whatever the heck day you don't have work. Do you mean, like, because some people have off Monday or whatever? Yeah, because some people work on the weekends. I just wasn't sure if you, like, genuinely didn't know when most people have off. Well, I uh, I know when most... But it depends on what world you work in. Like, Landon, a lot of his friends work in the restaurant business and are chefs and all that kind of stuff. And I have never seen one of my chef friends at any of our weekend events because yeah. he's like, yo... Somebody's got to cook food at a restaurant. Yeah, that to me is the downside about yeah. really any restaurant um, job Ooh. is everyone's out when you're working. What's the latest job you ever worked at? Or what's the latest, you know, did you work at restaurants and bars? where You yeah. worked at Chili's. They're open to like... No, what? I worked at a bar though called the Fox and Hound in Pittsburgh for a couple years and we closed at two <gasps> and then, you know, no. you'd have to clean up. No, no. Last no, call was no. at one thirty, and ooh. When they turned the no. lights up, it was it's just a pub, but like when you turn the lights up, you're like, ugh. I feel the same way about movie theaters. Yeah. When they turn the light off in the movie theater, I'm like, oh, I was sitting on this. Except those really fancy ones. Yeah, those I mean, are speaking nice. Speaking of leisure. Right. 
holy crud. And I'm going to post that picture. I We just went to one by our house, a movie theater that's like the fancy one where you pay like 20 bucks a ticket or whatever. They have waiters you can order booze from the whole time. Do you like have to say it or can you put it in on like a computer? Or something? You have a little menu and if you want, you can stick the menu. If you want to order something, you can put the menu like on your little tray and they know to come by, but they're so subtle. They're like kabuki theater people who are just like, meh, 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 meh. Really? You don't even see them. They move like in the dark. It's not bothersome for you? Never once been bothered by somebody delivering me alcohol, Susie. <laughs> what I mean if someone else ordered? No, don't even care. Okay. Yeah, then the seats are so spread apart. They only have a couple per row. What about like food? They got that too. What do they have? Whatever you want. I mean, they've got sandwiches. This It's nice. So they've got charcuterie platter. You can get meat and cheese. You can get like, so I think, uh... We waited before we went in the movie, and I think they had, like, you know, ahi tuna tartare. It's nice. Get it's like, out of here. Uh-huh. That's awesome. And Landon was like, a little while, my wine's going to be in here. I'm going to ch- I'm gonna switch them on this shit. Why is it that, like, let's say, for example, you do that, and you go to the movie theater, and you get your wine, mm-hmm. and you get some, some nibbles. Yeah. Why is that better than in your living room? Because mm. it is. Well, you know, it's the same. I Maybe it's the same as when, uh, uh, so you know how I love my HelloFresh delivery boxes or whatever. So, and we've been getting them for like a month now. And usually I make them and Landon made it for the first night, last night. And I came home and I was like, holy crap, this is delicious. And we had that conversation about how food tastes better when somebody else makes it for you. Yeah. And I mean, it's the same boxes. I, it's I've been so eating, weird. I, and for some reason it was... So good. And maybe it's the same thing. If somebody delivers me the wine and what and the food while I'm getting it. Yeah. But I'm still going to sneak in my own popcorn. Well, and like sometimes when I'm working, a lot of times when I'm writing, they say write when you're drunk, edit when you're sober. And yeah. I, I that's great. <laughs> Who, that's a, that should be like written on a tombstone <laughs> or something. And I don't get drunk, but I will sometimes want to have a glass of wine while I'm writing. And I prefer to go to a bar, sit at the bar... And have a glass of wine, and I don't know why. Why oh, is yeah. it better? I yes. don't know. I totally agree with that. It is. Oh, what am I saying? I absolutely know the science as to why it's better. Tell me. Oh, that's dumb. Okay, so especially with alcohol or anything like that, that's a mind altering or mood altering substance. Your brain gets used to and familiar with locations, and your brain sends signals to your body to put up defenses to prevent you from feeling the full effects of that. So if you, that's why if somebody's in rehab for a long time and then they leave and they OD, it's usually, be, well, I should say if somebody takes drugs that they would, nor, the same amount they would normally take in a new environment, they have a higher likelihood of overdosing because your your brain naturally builds in an immune system like a, de- a defense and immunity to whatever you're taking when it's familiar with the environment that you take it in. So if I smoke pot in my house all the time, my body is going to know as soon as I walk in the door to my house to start releasing the transmitters that would block whatever binds to that. So I would feel less of the effects. But if I were to go step into my backyard and smoke a joint, I would feel it more because it's a new environment. I it just seems like it would be the opposite cuz you would think your brain would want to protect you when you're in a new environment like evolutionarily speaking it, you'd think that yeah. but your brain registers all the stuff that you're putting in your body as not things 
your your brain sees the new environment as sterile and clean and that's, there's no dangers. Don't you think that's weird? We have to perceive a danger first. Mm. When you walk into your house, there's already a perceived this is what I'm going to be doing and your brain isn't like your your body like your mind may think, "Oh yeah, I want more drugs, like dopamine, serotonin." But chemically, what's happening inside is your body going, "No, we can't have this. We just worked to get this out of our system. Let's build up a, a let's, you know, if you start drinking, your body doesn't register drinking as like super fun times. Your body like chemically registers it as a poison that it then tries to fight off. So it already starts fighting starts that process of fighting the alcohol before you take your first sip if you're in an environment you drink in often. Speaking of wine, <laughs> have you guys tried Wink yet? WINC.com. It is an amazing wine delivery service right to your door, which, you know, thanks, thanks for that. There's no better delivery than that. And they let you take a palate quiz test so you can see. They'll tell you what, you know, they think your palate will enjoy. You mm. get... Great value. Go to wink.com, W-I-N-C.com. Get $20 off your first order with brain candy as the code. Or wait, no, I said that wrong. It's wink.com slash brain candy for $20 off. Wonderful. I do love wine. Oh, God, do we not love wine? Do you think we should take a break? From wine? Yeah. No, you know, I was thinking about it, and I really only have, like, a, I really do save my wine consumption for my brain candy days. But when I'm at home, I just have a, like a glass at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. And it's really is just, most of the time Landon teases me because I'll open a bottle, pour myself a glass, have a sip, and then I'll abandon it. I do that I all the time. I abandon glasses all over the house, in the microwave, everywhere. I yeah. just move on. And so I was like, you, you, we open the bottles and then you don't drink them. And so, you know. What there do you want is, me to do? Like, there is something about it, though. Like, I'll pour a glass. I won't even take a sip. But I'll just let it sit it's there. The, right. It just makes me feel better. And it's that act of just doing it, and it's almost the um, it's like, like ritual around yeah. it. You're like, I'm done comforting. working now. Yep. But um, tell me some other things. Oh, you know what's so funny is we started this conversation with like, yeah, we're not going to be so sciencey, and then I just went into an entire brainy rant, like you know, rant on that. So um, I was thinking about we were when we did our. Uh, advice episode the call yeah. episode yeah we had and and i've gotten this a few times from our listeners who especially when we did the dating stuff were like where do you go like what do you do some people are like what the heck do you do on the weekends that's not going to a bar yeah like they they want suggestions yes yeah you know who always has the best suggestions who mormons <laughs> That's why I follow Jenna Kim Jones on it. They are the best at coming up with A, family activities to do together, B, any sort of recipe you need. Right. Because their vice is like snacks and goodies. I was just going to say our food drives. And you were like, and snacks. (laughs) How to plan for the apocalypse. They'd probably be good at that too. They, I mean, those people are resourceful. Super. (laughs) I mean, this is not an official Mormon list, but I would imagine they use many of these ideas. Well, I mean, I just was like checking things out and, you know, I, I, I kind of like put together a little list of, uh, of things that you can do, or I didn't put it together, but you know, somebody else has ideas and I compiled them. Um, so, well, we can start with outdoor activities. Yeah, let's do that. Because it is starting to do... Although I am decidedly indoorsy. 
Well, yeah, but what if it's... But I'm open. What if it's... Oh, this is a big one. And we've talked about this before. Pretending to be a tourist in your own city. Yeah. And going and hit up all the touristy places. Oh, my friend just sent me pictures from the Orange County Art Museum, Museum of Modern Art. I didn't even know there was an Orange County That's art. cool. It's They have an Andy Warhol piece in there. Yeah. We've got great stuff. And uh, what about going to the zoo? Well, no. I'm what do you mean, that. no? You don't like the zoo? Well, no offense to our listener, Kara McSweeney, who is a zookeeper. Um, but zoos are rough because I'm sick of the like, parents. Oh. Like, uh, look! Loki's right there, Johnny! Do you see him? Loki! Yeah. Loki, little Caitlin! Those are probably the people compiling this exact list. <laughs> They're just so desperate for their kids to have fun. And I get it. I take my kid there. I <coughs> I do the same thing. Maybe sneaking into a pool would be more up your alley. Wow. Who yeah. does that? It says according to this list, okay, trespassing may not be the best suggestion on the list, but it can certainly be fun. And sneaking into a pool is pretty harmless. Pick an easy place to break into uh, or explore. We should not be telling people And act people like this. you're regular and go for a dip. It's a great way to build oh, up a dress. Like- they're like, saying when so it's like open. A hotel, like a hotel. Adam and I did that or one time. a like rec, a, like you know, normal community recreational pool. Okay, I thought Just they were saying like right when it's door. closed. No, no, I mean like sneak into a pool well, you're not supposed to be at. How about Freaking how go sneak in? Who cares? How about how that is basically how Tim Beggy got on road rolls? Is what? because he after hours went skinny dipping in a public pool. And got arrested. No! And he made national news. He was made fun of on The Tonight Show because, at the time, he was the Pittsburgh Pirate mascot. Oh, my God. I remember this. Yes. And so he got fired. Oh, no. And he was like, okay, well, I better get a different job. So he applied to go on road rolls. And that was such a great story that... Oh, my gosh. That's great. So if you're going to break into the pool, keep your clothes or suit on number one and number two maybe just go during open hours yeah we suggest sneaking into a fancy hotel pool i did that i did that here i my mom's done that with us when we were little kids they don't care they don't give a fuck (laughs) and also who's gonna stop you right the guy the pool the and especially if you're a mother walking with three kids come on please if i were that if i am ever in that situation i'm just going to Tell my children to make a ruckus before we, like, just start fighting with each other as we're walking in there. And then if they ask me for my card key or whatever, I'm just going to fumble through all my stuff, throw everything out, take the diaper bag apart. And then it'll finally eventually be like, ma'am, just go. Just go. And there you go. You're in. Yeah, I like that. What else you got? Uh, Okay, so how about some more inside adventures for you? Well, okay. I was going to say one outdoor activity I really love, and I don't know why I love it, is go-kart. Oh, my <laughs> God. D- Suze, we have to go go-karting. We do. I'm the best. Are you I know good? I say that about how everything. You, how are you good at that? I thought it was just like... No, because Lana and I went to an indoor track where they have like, they keep your time and everything. How is you? How do you have I a strategy? What's the... Because you have to learn how to draw, how to turn, and you don't want to drift, and you don't want it to like spin. Out. I know. I drift. see. If I'm going to do something, I'm going to go for it. Suze, we have to go. We have. And for all you people out there, Suze is right. I went one time, and I was like, "Why have I never done this? This is the biggest adrenaline rush. It's like safe danger. It's so fun. It's so fun. And like, I don't know why it is because I can drive a car anytime I want. No, but you can't speed a car. Like you can press the gas. 
all the way down to the floor. And then I feel sometimes feel like I'm pressing the pedal like through the floor, <laughs> like if that's possible. That's so I cannot good. do that in a car. It let it is a good good high five. High five, go yeah. parts. Good, that is real good, Suze. Yeah, but you and know, it's very like when you're done, you're like, yeah, yes, that's I mean, great. like the, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So when land we went for Landon's nephew's birthday, just took him there. That's cute. I saw those pictures. Yeah. There. Well. Did you see the picture I took and got mad at because they had a big sign on the wall <laughs> that said, I mean, they had signs advertising for like birthday parties and stuff. And it said in huge letters, have your birthday party or bachelor party here. And I was like, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> we can't have any bachelorette parties here. Sarah's always on the hunt for sexism. I am always on the hunt for subtle uh, uh, sexism. This is an example. There was not one sign in there that indicated that a, f- a group of females would have any fun there. wonder why. Because whoever I runs know. that shit is a guy who thinks that a group of females would not have any fun in there. And did they're you, fucking wrong. Did you wrong. tell them? I, sh- I almost... I al- and then I got a look from Landon that was like, Sarah, my nephew's birthday is not the time for you to lead a feminist revolution in a go-kart alley. <laughs> It's true because you're not going to change any minds. But uh, but I have to say this one. This is almost like wine time talk. Yeah, let's but hear it. I got to say it because it's on this topic of like saying it when you when you feel it. I called out my tennis instructor yesterday. What happened? So he so there's some leisure. I was playing tennis, a leisure activity that I like to do. Yes. Um, and he kept on calling me cute. No. When I would do something, you'd be like, oh, that's so cute. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, you're so cute with that. Oh, with you. And I stopped him and I was like, I got to say something. Because you know what kept going through my head? Your hugging story. Yeah. And I was like, this is my opportunity. This is my opportunity. This is my opp-. I waited for like 15 minutes. I was like, do I say something? Do I say something? I'm, and I was giving me like weird, like feelings like, like you were, he was undermining me. And every time I would do something that wasn't right, it's it would be like. It's infantilizing. Yeah. Yeah. And so I stopped him and I said, I got to say something real quick. You can't call me cute. And he was like, well, I'm, I'm sorry. What do you mean? I said, because he also coaches my husband. I said, would you ever call my husband cute? Would you call Landon cute when he hits the ball? No, you cannot call me cute. And what that does is it makes me feel like I'm not an athlete. And I am exactly, I am an athlete the same way any other male would come out wow. here and be an athlete. And I told him. And afterwards, he was like. He was different. And I, I told him, I was like, and just so you know, in the future, when you're working with other females, you may be careful because I guarantee you there are some other ones who are going to feel like me too. Yeah. Well, and was he, do you think he was trying to be like flirty or do well, you think it was no, more I think like that, that there is a, there's a, uh, what do you call it? Like an atmosphere or sort of a, that comes with the tennis club at the, country club there are a lot of women who are there and it was almost so it was so bad that they had to they had to like talk about uh, they had to have a a conversation with the women's like tennis league or whatever about cattiness and how like they were basically a club of mean girls and people were quitting because of how like women were so there's a lot of women out there who i'm sure are like enjoy the attention from the male tennis instructors and whatever there's a category for there's that probably fits a need in there. Probably women who come out there who just are there to play tennis to get a little male attention. But I'm not. 
I'm yeah. going to fucking learn how to play tennis so I can kick my husband's ass on the court, you dickhead. Whoa. So that's how I felt. I'm glad you said something. Yeah, and I felt so much better afterwards. I felt anxiety for about 15 minutes, like, oh my God, I can't believe I just said that to him, and I, does he hate me now? And then I was like, I shouldn't feel like, does he hate me now? He should be feeling like... Does she hate me? Now, I pay him for a tennis lesson. Yeah. He should be talking That's to me. That's right. Like, he works for you, ma'am. Yeah. So there you go. So if you see something, say something. <laughs> um, I want to just take a minute to encourage people to buy a wonderful children's item called Lost My Name. We love it. It's a personalized children's books. Children, they have several books, but the one that I love the most is called Lost My Name. It's about a little boy or girl who loses her name and goes on adventure to find it. So you get to personalize it, make the picture look like your kid or your whoever you're buying the gift for, and choose the letters and the animals that are represented. So every book's different, and you can find it at lostmy.name, where you can enter your little one's name for a preview of their story, and enter code BRAINCANDY at checkout to get 10% off. It's a great keepsake, great shower gift, which oh, I'm always looking for. Oh my those. gosh, it's the perfect shower gift. Baptism, Good idea. anything like oh, that. Oh, baptism, yeah. You yeah. know, because you don't anytime wanna... you need to give a child a gift. And for me, all of Lincoln's favorite books are something I'm going to save and yes. give to him. I have some of my books from growing up. Yes. They're a keepsake. Yeah. So go to lostmy.name and enter code BRAINCANDY for 10% off this beautiful hand drawn book. Um, I'm glad you told that story and I'm glad that you said something to him, this, mm. this fella. And you probably, even if like he thought about it later and was like, huh, she's stupid. It'll probably make him think and maybe not say something like that next time with mm-hmm. other people. And I, I feel like I remember that either he works at a high school or works at like, Jeez. like teaches tennis lessons with like another kid. And I just feel like, could you imagine if you were a you know, 15-year-old girl getting tennis lessons from him and he's well, just, yes. like, infantilizing all, you like that? We can yeah, all. you can imagine, because we've all freaking been there. Absolutely. So, and, you know, you know, not to get political in our non-political uh, episode, but just watching what happened to Elizabeth Warren on the floor of the mm-hmm. Senate and um, how she was sort of hushed. Mm-hmm. And then whenever Mitch McConnell later said that uh, she was warned, blah, 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 nevertheless, she persisted. I really want to get a nevertheless, she persisted persisted tattoo because <gasps> that's like my new motto that's beautiful I, that I, is your motto yeah nevertheless she persisted and so i love that but anyway God, it's supposed beautiful. to be about leisure so we can talk about that off off via mics yeah. anyway okay so tell me about some indoor uh, options have you ever been to one of those painting classes one of those i wanted to bring that up have you been no me neither well, I think that they're really funny because um, I've always wanted to do it, but like the people when they hold up their pictures afterwards, and they're so bad, <laughs> but they're happy. Did you see that this went viral online too? There was a, like a 22 year old guy who had a Bob Ross birthday party. No, I'll, okay, put write that down. I'll put that in the newsletter. <laughs> it's down. so cute, and these guys are like dudes like i really love that they are all and you can imagine them painting their happy trees and what are the bob ross lines that are so freaking funny about there's not mistakes there's i don't know but i love him okay 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 i love let me just talk about before you while you look that up uh, how funny it is to me because like the it's (laughs) it's usually women i've never seen a man go to one of these painting parties 
and they hold up these canvases. <laughs> and like, I guess what they do is they give you like something to go by and then you can recreate it and add your own touches and make it your own. And they uh-huh. all, <laughs> they're just so like simultaneously proud, but also a little embarrassed. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Right. And they're probably all tipsy. It looks like a lot of fun though. How many his 22 year old dudes? That's the Bob Ross party. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they did a good job. They did. Well, it makes you think that you really want to listen to Bob Ross. And uh... Do you think they followed a Bob Ross tutorial? Yes, I do. Okay. Bob Ross, he, I've heard he's a little, he was not. <laughs> Bob Ross quotes. Tell me them. <laughs> the best quotes. Tell me. Uh, on politics. Ooh, that's a crooked tree. We'll send him to Washington. <laughs> on yellow snow. The only thing worse than yellow snow is green snow. I don't know why, but... <laughs> uh, I read, I don't know if this is true, this is one of those Snopes things. Oh, yeah? But I read that he was, um, like, in the military or something, and then afterwards, like, he was just like, I just want to... What are you laughing at? I just love him. <laughs> I don't know why. We should go as him for Halloween. That what would if be... you went as Bob Ross and I went as the painting? <laughs> I'm loving this. As a happy tree. Please do not forget this. Oh, my this. God. Oh, that's Think so Think of good. me with that Jufro. Oh, my God. I'm dying. It all <laughs> goes a happy tree because that's what he painted. Happy it's trees. fantastic. Uh, he said, they say everything looks better with odd numbers of things, but sometimes I put in even numbers just to upset the critics. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can you tell me psychologically why that would be that odd numbers look better? Oh, that is a thing like that has been. It's like it has a triangle. something to do with our eyes and like where the attention and it has to be three things of different heights too. That's interesting. So if you look next time you go to my house, look at how everything like yeah. I make little vignettes of three things in different orders. I probably do too without you no, do no you do because that. it feels better. Like when you arrange three photos together, yeah. it just like if I take this and this. And I had this in front. I mean, you guys can't see because I'm doing yeah, this. It looks... I see that. Boop, boop, boop. I don't know what... And maybe it's triangles. Maybe it has something to do with the triangle thing because that is more balanced and... I love this Bob Ross moment we're having, though. It's so good. Why did you bring up the painting thing, though? You you into it? We don't make mistakes. We just oh, have happy accidents. This is going to... This is going too I, far. I, I just love Bob Ross now. Um, no, because I thought... I It's, you know, a painting class is always a fun one to do. And, like, yeah. one of those... And I've never done one, so I... You know. Yeah. But then I always feel like I would be... Yeah. A bitch in those classes. What if, like, if I went to one, I would try to do, like, a totally abstract, like, That's Picasso what I would style. Do. I want to yeah. do it, like, different. Not, Is like, he considered perfect. abstract? That's probably a stupid question. No. Bob Ross? No. Oh, I was like, no. Picasso. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, he's more of a realistic painter. I'm dying. And also, you know nothing about art. No, Picasso. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. We yeah. went through phases. Like, there was uh-huh. Picasso's, like, cubism phase or Picasso's. You know. I had a boyfriend who had a um, one of Picasso's one line drawings where. The, oh, I love those. Yeah. yeah. And he had a tattoo of that in it. So that oh, was very that's cool. cool. There, mm-hmm. There's, whenever I do, uh, I used to teach an after school art camp for elementary school kids. And uh, we would do, you know, different. 
uh, mediums on different days and go over different painters and everything. And for my favorite thing to do with, especially with the little kids, um, Picasso did this beautiful video. It's in black and white. It's a glass screen and the camera's behind the screen and he's got paint black paint and he just starts painting and you can see the process his whole process of how one thing turns into another and so i'll have the kids scream out what they think he's painting as he's painting it so they'll be like he's painting a flower it's a flower no it's a fish it's a fish no it's a chicken and it turned you can see it turn into and it's so freaking fun to watch mm. i should put you that have link, a link in our yeah. yeah i totally have that one it's a really good one kids love it and it's a great way to show kids how a mistake can turn into something else. How if you draw something and you don't like the tree you drew, don't worry because that tree can be a bicycle or whatever the heck you want it to be. It's deep. So, you know. If you guys tree want, bicycles is a stretch. If you guys want the newsletter, go to thebraincandypodcast.com and right in the middle of the main screen there is a little subscribe form. Just put your email in there. If you we just send it out once a week. No spam. Yeah. No spam nation. Just, you know, Bob Ross quotes. Um, also I want to encourage people to do what I did and make their skin look amazing with our friends BioClarity. It's a three-step acne wash. There was somebody that wrote on our Brain Candy Crush. I was reading to Sarah this wonderful love note. It was like, well, I love you guys. You're, I've watched you on the challenges. <laughs> I've listened to your podcast. It's amazing. I love your friendship. And I promise I'm going to try BioClarity. <laughs> <That's cute. laughs> it's a part of our identity now. Right. If you want it to be a part of yours, go to BioClarity.com and... Uh, enter code brain candy and get your first month for nine ninety five. It's twenty dollars savings and free shipping, and it's risk free. Give it a try for a month, see what you think, and hopefully it will do for you what it did for me, which is clear up your skin. Your skin is looking fantastic Thank today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Wow. <laughs> wow. I don't mean like you know. I mean, well, I do mean. Thanks. I. It's really been good for me. So give it a whirl. So Suze. Yes. If you had 24 hours to yourself, there are no children, there's no husband, your house is clean, all of your laundry is done, and the Brain Candy Podcast newsletter has been sent out, what do you do? Read. Read. Nonstop. Nonstop. Where are you reading? Well, you know how I have the 50 book goal for the- Yes. How are you coming on that? I think I'm on my fifth or sixth book. Um- yeah, probably because it's one a week, basically. Oh, that's good. Um, My and... resolution to park better has gone to shit. So good for you. <laughs> uh, well, not only is it was it my resolution, but it's changed my life, and I'm great. So happy. What are you I... reading right now? Um, let's see. Right now, I just finished a book about Generation Z, which is like they're breaking up generations down by ten years because so much changes oh, technologically. Right. Um, the book though was from a Christian point of view, but it was about like how churches are going to deal with the fact that nobody wants to go to church anymore. So it was more for my work, but I, I found it very interesting, but I, in my, uh, single swag bucks this month, I got the Chelsea Handler book, you gone to be kidding me. So I want to read that, (laughs) but I'm on Goodreads. If you guys are on Goodreads, you can find me and I love getting suggestions. I just found out about this Goodreads thing. It's really helpful. I get to read the books, keep track. What I wanted to do after the Margaret Atwood book. You know what, Sarah, this is what I, why I joined Goodreads was when I was in grad school. This is not a pitch for Goodreads. No. This is just random us <laughs> talking about Goodreads. When I joined, um, I did it because I have had to take comprehensive exams and we had to read hundreds of books. And so you can make uh, 
shelves. So, so and then you've read instead of writing a review, like you can write a review, I would write things I wanted to remember for my comps in the thing. I and need then, to do this right now. I have to do that. What am I thinking? You put the book in, you write, oh, it'll come so up so and the picture of the cover will show up. And then you write your review or in my case, like here's I what need I to need that. to remember. And then you put them in shelves and it was a savior for me for comprehensive exams. I know our listeners are like snoring. No, I bet oh. they're probably, well, I was first thinking that I was like, they probably Thank hate you. this. And then I was like, oh wait, no, they're like us. They love this. They're, they're like, oh, great. Oh, wait, organize my books. Fantastic. And so really that's cool. how I feel. It's as really as cool. Really like, handy. And I got out of the habit after yes, grad school. Yes, this is the best. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Deciding what to read next. Yep. Yep. See? Yep. Yep. Okay. Well, yeah, great. what about you? What do you do if you have nothing else going on? I organize something. Really? I pick out a cabinet, drawer, whatever, and it depends on how much time I have. So if I have a free half an hour, I just pick, like, a drawer. If I have a free, you know hour I'll do or, or two hours I'll do like a whole cabinet because I really do think that that uh well and you know I've realized that now you know having a house and having more space and also before when I moved in with my husband the first time our stuff was separated it was like my stuff was here his stuff was there and I knew where my stuff was and he knew where his stuff was mm-hmm. now we're two people who have our stuff and it's all together I it was one stapler for me one stapler for him now we just have a stapler mm-hmm. So we all need to know where that stapler is. Yeah. So now I'm putting your label maker to freaking good use. Oh my Everything's gosh. Everything's getting labeled. Really? It has to. And do you find this relaxing? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. And then when you get to step back and you see all of the things organized. Yeah. That to me, there's nothing more leisurely than a clean house and being able to open a cabinet and know exactly where everything is. Right. Yeah, no, I find it super calming. My mother is the opposite. And she was just talking about how, like, she finds comfort in having everything within arm's reach. You know, people that leave everything out. Yes. She likes that. It makes her feel comforted. And so, like, when she's out, my counters are just full of stuff. Right. And I'm like, what's going on with this? What are we doing with this? And she's like, I'm going to use it. Like, I don't know. That's I would like the sweeper. (laughs) I mean, if it's... It's yeah. out of there. And so Land will be like, did you throw this way? Did you throw this way? I mean, he accused me uh, what, on Christmas of throwing away <laughs> on Christmas. Uh, a check like from his, you know, like ma or grandma or whatever. It gives yeah. you like $50 for Christmas or whatever. And he's like, you definitely threw it away. I know you cleaned up something. You're kidding. Well, later found out his nephew had accidentally put it in his bag. But I was like, <laughs> mm-hmm. He wasn't wrong to go to me first right. as the person to throw So you're away. a purger. I, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Right. I don't understand the other. I mean, I have, I was going, my mom was like lived in Costa Rica and everything. And she has, I counted 38 Tupperware boxes that I have had in storage of memories from mm. when she was young, when we were 30, like huge. And they're all, and I imagine, you know, that's like, but my mom had me when she was 30. Mm-hmm. So I look at I look at the stuff that she that are memories from before thirty, like before kids, because I get it that my amount of stuff is going to grow after kids. Yeah, I have one suitcase full of memories. Mm-hmm. One, it's like one cool. I don't know suitcase. how that's possible because you have always journaled. 
Where yeah. do those go? Okay, you're right. I have about 30 journals. Okay, so you have a box of but journals the other, and then yeah, a box so of I have, I have the journals in with all my books. Do you find Hopefully journaling to be soothing and like a leisure activity? Yes. Interesting. Oh, I do. I also think journaling is really good for... It not only is leisurely, like I like to doodle in the pages and things like that. Your journals are beautiful. Thank you. I mean, it's not even just like a diary or something. It really is like what your mind is doing, like mm-hmm. how you draw stuff, like you're saying. Yeah, it really helps things like that. And, and you I like also paste feel like it helps stuff the process. in, yes. labels and like yeah. different pieces of paper. Yeah, I mean, when I go on travel, it all started when I was younger when my um, when we would go on vacations as a family. I mean, shout out to my mom for doing this because she would give us assignments. Since she took us out of school, school would make us... Yeah. Do some work. That's so dumb. You know, we have to, like, learn something. So they would have me do, write in a journal and keep track of everything, and I would do, oh. like, the conversion of the money for math. That's cool. And I would do, you know, like, the time of the trains, all that kind of stuff. And so I started doing I still have those. I still have the one that I made for Europe when I was 14. Wow. And I still have the one from when I was 8. Oh, my that goodness. That the original Donald Duck illustrator was on my plane and drew me a drawing of Donald Duck with his signature on it and everything. Why aren't you framing that? And I that? have that in my journal. You it's need the to first frame page. it. That is such a cool thing. It is, and he was old, too. I mean, stop hiding these things from me. The, the, no, when does that come up? <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah. I mean, because you remember how... When I was in Australia on road rolls, some stranger at a bar, this old man mm-hmm. drew drew my picture. And it's the most beautiful picture from you of you. She has it right up as you walk up her staircase. It's such a gorgeous, like sketchy. But it side looks profile. like me. It's it so totally weird. looks like you. And I'm doing this thing that I always do. And yep. like I had it in a box in my journaly stuff. And then I'm like, I should frame this. So yes. you should see that with Donald Duck. Maybe when I have a kid, I'll put yeah. it in his bedroom. That's a treasure. I wonder if that'd be worth a lot of money. I'll take a picture of it, and I'll put the picture up of it. That's what I want. Okay, I'll show you guys the picture. Yeah, I'll show you the picture of a lot of stuff. So you guys are like, wait a sec. Yeah, that's Is she telling the truth? Wow. Did he tell you that he was the Donald Trump? I don't know how we found out. There was something, maybe, I don't know, but we ended up having a long wait. We were sitting at the airport waiting for a long time, and we just started talking to him, and... Next thing you know, he's drawing really me cool. pictures of Donald Duck. Um, you know what I like that is uh, a leisure activity for some people? Um, cooking and baking. Yes. I love when people love to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, you I know? love... It, r- Reaping the yes. reward. <laughs> My friend Kelly, she's like... she. You go over and she, you think she's just kind of hanging out, drinking wine, getting ready a little bit. And then out comes this feast. And I'm like, how did you do that? You make it look so easy. But it's because it's leisure. Yes. What's your favorite thing to cook? Yours, not hers. Or hers. What else? My favorite thing to cook is probably pasta, like different I sauces. Say that. I what about why. you? I like to bake. Yeah, my mom loved to bake. There are bakers and there's an cooks. Exa- where I am not as good in the kitchen is paying attention to whatever's cooking at that very moment. Like if I have to stir something while else I like to prep it. I just do too much. Yeah. Baking process. Do this, do that, put in the oven, 
Well, right, them, it's no chance of burn. It's science because it's like if you put in the wrong amount, it'll ruin the whole thing. Interesting. You know what? It's precise. Maybe that's the cooking is your artistic expression, your way to be art. I mean, you're musical too, but I think cooking is totally an expressive form because you don't do measury. No, I've never seen you be like. No, mm. that's why I don't bake. Because I can't be bothered with, like, precision. And that's Landon's the same way. Yeah. That's how you're creative. And that's how you're not. And that's how I'm science. That's how you're science among other ways. But I think that's cool. Those are types of things that people make leisure that, like, otherwise are just like, oh, you got to eat. Right. So that's cool. I'm more, I like eating as leisure. (laughs) I do, too. (laughs) Whenever I put out that poll about, for the guilty pleasure episode about, what are your guilty pleasures? Almost everybody said some food and then reality TV. Yeah. Those are people's escape. And is that, do you think that's the essence of what leisure is? Is like an escape? Ooh, that's such a deep question. Because I was. Do we do those things too? Well, part of me thinks yes, but then part of me thinks that it is our adult form of play, which is crucial to. Development, health, yeah, and health. I read a, a book about by a scholar about play and like how it's actually kind of hard to define what that even is. Like, because you think, okay, well, it's a game, and then there, there's got to be a winner. Nope, nope. And then, and what? But we know it when we're doing it. Right. We know when we're playing. Mm-hmm. But as adults, we kind of we need to do it more. I think so. You know, I. Uh... For all you book club members out there, uh, I think it was November or so, Super Better was the book club book, which is by Jane McGonigal, and it's all about how to use games to make improvements in your life, and I love it, and it changed how I approach a lot of things, and also made me better, and, and you know, I have a girl in my cohort in school who says she has a very sciencey, video game loving husband, who also was you know dealing with the difficult family stuff. Hmm. She gave him that book, also super helpful and oh. helped him. So, but uh, in that book, I learned how important it is to have those like you know what I call brain breaks, where you take time to just let your brain zone out or click. And do something else. So, you know, I used to get mad when I would see my husband play, like, Clash of Clans video game on his phone. <laughs> yeah. But then I realized how healthy that really is because he doesn't have another outlet during the day where he can stop and just, like, it would just be too much. Yeah. It, it, you know, he's going from meeting to meeting to meeting. Yeah. You stop. Do 15 minutes of, you know, I started... Um, doing breaks of Tetris when I'm doing a lot of reading. So if I'm reading and studying for school and I'm doing a lot of work, I take a brain break and I just play 10 minutes of Tetris and then it like resets my brain and then I go back and I'm more interested in what I'm reading and my brain sees things differently. Want to do some Patreon shout outs? Oh! Patreon shout outs! Patreon shout outs and I have my sound board. So... That's going to oh, be Oh, let me put my earphones back, or earbuds oh, yeah. back in. Okay. Oh, yes, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the we first have one a soundboard. is, this is a good one, Megan Winkler, the brainy babe. Megan Winkler, she ain't a stinker. She's a brainy <laughs> babe. And thanks a lot. <laughs> and some cheering in the background. How about Alyssa Franks? 
Oh, well, come on. <laughs> what? Franks, Franks, thanks, thanks. That writes itself. <laughs> Alyssa Franks, super thanks. You're the best. And we love you. Here's one. Yeah, man. The Toad. <laughs> ribbit, 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 ribbit. That, that wasn't the soundboard. That was just me. <laughs> Thanks, Toad. Thank you, Toad. Well, I wonder if this Toad is one who we would kiss and then turn into a prince because they were so kind to gener- donate their money. That's good. You don't even need to have a kiss. You're already a prince. There That's we go. Stuff. Some joke in there about toads and princes. Good stuff right there. Right. Uh, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Okay. <laughs> now we're on it. Aaron Davis, a girl. Aaron. Aaron Davis, you're really great. <laughs> Thank you so much <laughs> for donating. Good. It doesn't rhyme, but we're freestyling because it's jazzy. And it's Jazzy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait, what was her name? Erin Davis. Erin Davis. Ooh. Jazz. Wow. Thanks. Okay. Uh, last Act Theater last Company. Act. Oh. The last thanks, act. Last Act Theater Company, for putting the brain candy first. Wow. We love you. Interesting play on words there. I don't know. See what I did? Last one. I hope the curtain never closes on our relationship. (laughs) Encore. (laughs) There we go. Uh, Last one, Heather Gallagher. Oh, okay. Gallagher, Heather Gallagher. She's really nice and really great. And her name is Heather Gallagher. Love it. I just like that one. Good job. Uh, anything else you want to add before we have to go? No. We're going already? I'm afraid so, Sarah. Oh, my gosh. Do you have more leisure you want to talk about? Okay. <sighs> I'll stick around Crosser for you. puzzles, you know. I feel like I've really fallen. You know what? I need people's help out there. What's that? This is a call to action. If you know a good weekly crosser puzzle or you know of a good crosser puzzle book, I've already filled up the Mensa 10-minute crosser puzzle book. Don't worry, they didn't take me 10 minutes. They took me like three hours. Mm-hmm. This is Mensa, people. Yeah. But uh, if you have a good idea for a puzzle book or a game book or something like that that you like, send me because I'm out of it. I need more leisurely things to do. Okay, so. there you go. And you can um, find us on uh, Twitter at the Brain Candy Pod. See you next time. Bye. I, I waved like you're going to see that. Oh, she waved. Hello.